Thank you, John. Good morning again to everybody. It is truly a blessing and wonderful to be here today, and we appreciate uh, all the visitors we have with us. Uh, we don't have visitors just during World Series time, but that's an extra time, and we're so thankful for each one of you traveling from different parts of the country. And if you're visiting, we just are so thankful. You're a blessing to us. We pray that it will be a blessing for you that you are here. We simply try to be the church that we all read about in the Bible. Nothing more, nothing less, nothing else. And uh, if you have any questions about anything you see us see, uh, see us do or hear us teach or say, please ask us. Because again, we just want to stay true to that identity and thereby glorify God and our Lord Jesus Christ. We do have services this evening at 6 o'clock and Wednesday evening at 6.30. We hope you can come back and be with us during those times. And if you're traveling, be safe as you head on. When you're back in this area, come see us again. We'd love to see you. We'd love to get to know you better and meet you all over again. This is Happy Father's Day from our cultural perspective in our country. Special day. And so it's a day that we try to honor fathers or at least give our fathers some special identity, some special thanks and praise and and maybe even a little glory and in a lot of cases on, fa on a family level. Well, I want to ask the question, how can we fathers influence our children to be strong Christians? Unfortunately, we have a whole lot of families or homes in our country today that are absent of fathers for one reason or another. And that's unfortunate because that automatically, and I've taught on this for a great, great, great many years, that absence of a father handicaps the children growing up within that home. Because fathers alone can fulfill properly their role as fathers. Mothers have to step in sometimes because the fathers are not there, sometimes out of death, sometimes for other reasons that are not, not godly reasons but they cannot really be fathers. God has designed them to be mothers. Now they do the best they can, but again, the children growing up in that home are automatically handicapped. When we're talking about men within the Lord's church, so we're looking at things from a more spiritual perspective than just a cultural or societal perspective. As men within the Lord's church, we have unique responsibilities that only we can properly fill. Now we could think about as we step into and fulfill these roles that the church will naturally be stronger and better equipped and more effective to do its work that God designed for us to do if we as, as, as men will step in and fill those roles. For instance, 1 Timothy chapter 3, beginning with verse 1, reading through verse 7. Titus chapter 1, verses 5 through 9, talks about how it is God's will that elders be appointed in every congregation of his church. But then he also points out that only men can properly fulfill that particular role by God's design. That does not, that does not declare women to be inferior to the men. It simply they're different roles that God has designed for the church, and men are to fulfill that particular role. Men are also supposed to be teachers, 2 Timothy chapter 1 and, and verse, uh, chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. 
And in some specific settings, only men can fill that role. Women can fulfill, women in the church can fulfill that role in other settings, but in some specific settings, only men can fill that role properly. Well, we should take a lead in evangelizing and teaching the gospel to the lost in our area and as far reaching as we can as men within the congregation. The Great Commission is given to us today as it was to the apostles almost 2,000 years ago. Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20, we're to go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always to the end of the age of the world. Amen, Jesus says. Mark records that. Same great commission in Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16. And Luke also in Luke chapter 20, 24 and verse 47. So we as men should be taking a leading role in evangelizing in our community, but also on as far reaching a basis as we can. It should be serious stuff to us and heartfelt. Men are also supposed to be loving and spiritual leading and example-setting husbands within the Lord's church. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 22, and, uh, 22, uh, I'm sorry, 22 through 33. But now also, one of the most serious responsibilities of men within the Lord's church, and it should be men everywhere, but we know that's not, that's not the case, but within the Lord's church, one of the most serious responsibilities for Christian men is to teach and train their children to become faithful, dedicated Christians themselves. I hear people talk about all the time about how our children growing up are the future of the church. In a lot of cases, they're already the presence of the church because they're old enough to already be serving, to already be baptized into Christ, to take their places in working within the church. But they need Christian fathers to guide them in that way, toward that end. Ephesians chapter six, beginning with verse four, the apostle Paul said, and you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but notice, Bring them up in the training and admonition or the, correct, or the discipline and instruction of the Lord. That's our responsibility, dads. Our responsibility as Christian fathers to help our children get to heaven. We need to teach them. We need to guide them. We need to train them toward that end. Help them understand about God. Help them understand and appreciate God's love for them by sending his son to the cross to die for them so that they could be Christians, forgiven, redeemed, saved. We're supposed to be, as fathers, a primary influence in their lives to lead them to Christ and to ultimately take their places within the Lord's church. Too often, we find men in our culture today abdicating their responsibilities to their wives and to other people as well. And that's not godly. We men need to take our responsibilities seriously. 
and especially we Christian men need to do that. Because as I said, a wife cannot properly and fully fulfill the role of a father. Cannot do it. And so we need to be there in our positions of influence and guidance within the home as God designed us to take those positions and those places. We cannot influence our children to be strong Christians if we are not strong Christians ourselves. I think probably every single father would say, and even those who are not necessarily uh, faithful to God, but they would say, I want my children to be in heaven. Okay, that's a great goal. That's a great desire. What are you doing to get your children to heaven? Again, we cannot influence our children to be strong Christians if we as dads are not strong Christians ourselves. We need to take that principle to heart. We look at 1 Corinthians chapter 16 in just a moment. One basic scripture to lay a foundation for our study along this line today. 1 Corinthians 16 verse 13, watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave, be strong. And the Apostle Paul is writing this to men. Watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave, be strong. Let's look at the first part of that. The first section of that verse wherein Paul gives specific instruction to, to Christian men. Watch. Watch. We look at 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8 and 9. And Peter wrote, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Now, that word that is translated be vigilant means be watchful. Be watchful. Appreciate the brother sitting here in military attire. And many of us have worn similar uniforms in our lives past. Appreciate those others who are in the military who are part of our congregation right now. You're there for a purpose, aren't you? You're there to be watchful, to watch for the security and the safety and the well-being of our nation. What, what do you think as a father, if you knew that somebody was coming to do damage to your children, to harm them in some way, to take advantage of them in some way, if you knew that person was out there or that group of people were out there, You'd be watchful, wouldn't you? Well, the, uh, the Apostle Peter is saying the devil is that enemy of all of us, and he really wants to work on your children. If he can get them to simply never become faithful to God, to never make that commitment, then he's got them. What would you do if you knew that enemy was out there? Peter is saying be watchful because he's out there right now. And he wants to do not just you harm, but he wants to do your children harm. When you think about 1 Corinthians chapter 16, and where we're told to watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave, be strong, the Apostle Paul is coming 
almost to the end of that first letter that we know as the inspired, these two inspired letters to the, to the Corinthian congregation. In these 16 chapters, he has continually admonished the Christians at Corinth to be watchful, to watch out for some spiritual, spiritually dangerous thing. In fact, he's looked at a number of spiritually dangerous things that were already present within that congregation of the Lord's church. Division within the church was already, was already fomenting. False teachers, haughtiness and a lack of love for their brothers and sisters in Christ, denials of the resurrection, even worldliness and immorality were already prevalent within the congregation. And continually, Paul brings out different points along these lines and says, be watchful, open your eyes, see what's going on, and take the proper steps to correct and also to try to help those Christians come back to faithfulness and obedience. Are you watching for the Lord to come again, dads? Matthew 24 and verse 2, Jesus said, Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. Matthew chapter 25, verse 13, again he says, Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. But he's coming. Are you getting your children ready for that day? Are you helping prepare for them? Not in a state of fear, but telling them the, glo about the glorious day when the Lord's coming to take us home to heaven to be with him for all of eternity in that beautiful place described in such glorious reflections in the book of Revelation. Are you getting them ready for that day? Are you watching for that day, helping them be prepared? Are you watching for opportunities, Dad, to teach the gospel to people you know who are lost, lost in sin? who need to come to their Lord and Savior for forgiveness and salvation. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 37, Jesus said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful. In other words, there are a whole lot of lost souls out there who need to be taught the gospel. But he said, but the laborers are few. The laborers are few. Are you one of those laborers, dads, reaching out to people you know to teach them the gospel? And some of those people would be, as we've said, Back in Ephesians 6 and verse 4, your own children, helping them come to forgiveness and salvation through Jesus Christ when they're old enough to understand. In John chapter 4 and verse 35, Jesus was telling some people, do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields for they are already white for harvest. And this was a setting and a scene when Almost surely he was telling the apostles, look over there. He had already spoken to the woman at the well. She had gone into her city or her village and told the men, come and see who I found, who I've talked to. She was talking about the Savior. He has come. He's been speaking to me. And so this group of men were coming out from the village, coming out toward where she was with Jesus. And Jesus says, look, open your eyes, look on the fields. They are already white for harvest. Probably predominantly those men were coming out dressed in lightly colored attire. The souls are there, be watchful, be looking for them, looking for opportunities to reach out. 
Are you watching and praying lest you enter into temptation? When Jesus was in the garden and he left Peter, James, and John at a certain place, he goes farther into Gethsemane and he's praying to the Father about what's about to happen that next day. He's going to be on the cross. He comes back and he finds them asleep. He tells them, watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. How much time, dads, do you spend with your children on purpose? Speaking as a father who was taking part in raising a couple of young boys many years ago, I can relate to that. It took my wife at that time a number of years to finally get through my thick skull. You need to spend time with your boys. I thought I was being a good father. I thought I was being a good husband. I thought I was being a good preacher at that time. But finally it got through to me, watching them grow up, I needed to make time to be with them. And I also needed to make sure that I was the proper example for them to learn that they needed to become good Christians themselves. They needed to see Christ in Daddy. And I pray that I let them see that image effectively and consistently. Are you watching and praying lest you enter into temptation and set a bad example for your children? Are you watching and praying, being aware of who your children are associating with, who they're hanging with, where they're going, what they're taking part in, to help them see some of the dangers that the devil is putting in their path? We need to be watchful. We need to be alert in our spiritual lives as Christians and not fall asleep spiritually. As the Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 6, therefore let us not sleep. He's not talking about going to bed at night. He's talking about we need to not fall asleep spiritually as others do, but let us watch and be sober. So the first part of that verse, 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 13, watch Dads, we need to be alert. We need to be watchful as Christian fathers. He goes on then and he says, stand fast in the faith. We need to not be wishy-washy as Christians either. We need to stand fast in the faith. How's your faith, Dad? Is it what you want it to be? Is it what, you should, what it should be? Is it what your children ought to see in you? Are you satisfied? Are you happy with what they see as faithfulness and dedicated faith in your life as you be their dad before them on a daily basis? Are you standing fast, staying true to the teachings of the gospel of Christ? How's your faith? We need to examine ourselves on a continual basis. Do we make excuses for not being at church services as often as we could and should be? We fall into that pit sometimes, don't we? The devil is pretty skillful in convincing us you're too tired today. Or, you know, you're not really feeling that well this evening. Or, you know, you've been really busy all week long. You deserve a day off here. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 through 25, familiar text of scripture, let us hold fast. Well, we're supposed to stand fast in our faith, aren't we? Hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, 
For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. We gain spiritual strength by being together as the Lord's church on a regular, consistent basis, and we also give strength to our brothers and sisters in Christ as we come together as his church. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 58, it's interesting how Paul closes this particular text on the resurrection. He says in verse 58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast. That's what we're supposed to be in our faith, our faithfulness, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Nads, do you make excuses for not being involved in the work and activities of the church? Is that what your children see in you? Or do they see a father who is actively, consistently involved? That's what they need to see. Don't let your life demonstrate something other than their father keeping the faith. 2 Timothy chapter 4, beginning with verse 6, the apostle Paul facing what would seem to be imminent execution. He's a prisoner, has been for some time at the hands of the Roman government. And he writes this to young Timothy. I'm already being poured out as a drink offering. And the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have, I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And what's the result of that, Paul? Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day, and not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Paul said, I have stood fast in the faith. That was his example, and he looked toward eternity with confidence because physical death was staring him straight uh, square in the face. What's the next section of that verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 16? Verse 13, watch, stand fast in the faith, and then, and it's interesting when we look at some of the various translations that are out there. The King James Version, the American Standard Version, translate this next section, quit you like men. We scratch our head and say, what? We understand the like men part, but what in the world does quit you mean? Well, that's some of that archaic language. Unfortunately, that's, that's there that, that we need to have a better understanding of because the words have changed meaning in our day and long before our day. So we look at the New King James Version and it simply says, be brave, be brave. The Revised Standard Version says, be courageous. New International Version says, be men of courage. And my favorite translation here is from the English Standard Version in this particular verse, Act like men. Act like men. And it takes in all of those other thoughts and expressions. A great many difficulties within the Lord's church today are centered around the fact that a whole lot of men within the Lord's church are to some degree spiritually immature. And they're not taking the places they ought to be taking 
as men within the Lord's church. The Hebrews writer, the Hebrews writer talked about this in a general way. In Hebrews chapter 5, beginning with verse 12, he said, For though by this time you ought to be teachers. Now make that application, let's make that application dads to ourselves as dads. We ought to be teachers. You need someone to teach you again the first principles or the very fundamentals of the oracles of God and have come to need milk and not solid food. That ought to hurt us to read that and say, that describes me. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Either God is or God is not. And if God is not, Katie bar the door, so to speak. Because life is not a vacuum and evil automatically will take the place of God in a person's life. It's an automatic. Our children need to know that God is and they need to see that reality in their fathers every day. We need to be men. Many men, they can't lead, they can't teach, they can't evangelize because they're still underdeveloped spiritually. They're underdeveloped in their homes. They're underdeveloped in their community. They're underdeveloped in the church. Dads, let's grow in Christ. In Luke chapter 12 and verse 36, Jesus said, and you yourselves be like men who wait for their master when he will return from the wedding. And when he comes and knocks, they may open to him immediately. What a great statement. What a great charge. Be like men. Be like men waiting for the Lord to come again because he's coming back. We need to grow into spiritual maturity like men. We need to fill our roles of work and responsibility in the home and in the church like men. The church will never be what God wants it to be fully until the men in the church, including the dads, consistently act like men. Christian men. Now, I'm not talking about strong and and physically aggressive. I'm talking about just taking on the character of good, strong, spiritually sound men and fathers within the church. And then finally, the last part of that verse, be strong. Be strong. And we're not talking about physical strength primarily, we're talking about spiritual strength. As fathers, we need to be strong spiritually for our children's sake. Not for our own sake as well, but for our children's sake. We cannot be men of the world and spiritual leaders in our homes at the same time. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, the apostle Paul wrote, I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, that is, to, as, as to worldly people, as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you are not able to receive it, and even now you are still not able, for you are still carnal or of the world. For where there are envy and strife and divisions among you, are you not carnal in behaving like mere men? We need to grow up in Christ. That means grow up spiritually. 
Ephesians chapter 4, beginning with verse 14, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, wishy-washy in other words, being blown back and forth and side to side by the wind of whatever somebody's thinking right now, by the trickery of men with cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up, grow up in all things into him who is the head, and that is Christ. Children need to see their dad fully grown in Christ. And for that to happen, we've got to be fathers of the book. As the Apostle Paul instructed, encouraged, be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We need to know what God's word says, at least in basic. And we need to be able to teach it to our children and help them understand the preciousness of God's instruction to us as to how to live our lives in this world and be ready to be with him in eternity in heaven. In chapter 3, of course, verses 15 through 17, Paul reminded young Timothy that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Are you teaching your children the scriptures? God's word. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is God's very word, more literally from the Greek. And it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Are you helping your children become more complete spiritually? Dad, we have no more serious responsibility, no more serious responsibility than to raise our children to be strong in the Lord and help them get to heaven. Watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave, be strong. That's what we need to be for our children. Think about it. Dad, you may be the determining factor in getting your children to heaven. You may be the determining factor in getting your children to heaven. You certainly will be a determining factor, but it may come down to you. Are you ready? Are you filling that role? Do you need to make some changes? Maybe do you need to become a Christian yourself so that you can start fulfilling that role? Repenting of your sins, confessing your faith in Christ as your Lord and Savior and God's Son, surrendering to him in baptism so you can be forgiven of your sins, redeemed, saved, made new spiritually. We'd love to help you with that or sit down and talk with you, study with you about that. We'd love to help your children grow spiritually and come to that decision themselves. If you need the prayers of the church, if you need to study, please step forward and talk to us. If you need to be baptized, please step forward and let us know or talk with us right after services. We want to help you 
help your children get to heaven. If you need to come, won't you come right now as we stand together and sing.